Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Welcome to season 12 of Married at First Sight, and also season two of our podcast. I am so excited to be back with you, Aid. I'm so excited to be back with you, Tane. I know. I feel like we have a lot to catch up on, a lot to talk about, and thank God we had a good first episode, so morale is high. (laughs) What did we do with our time between seasons, Aid? So during the break, we recorded a few bonus episodes on our Patreon. Uh, We covered the matchmaking special for season 11, we dove into Real Housewives and 90 Day Fiancé. Our 90 Day Fiancé episode we also put out as a Christmas present for you guys. So if you missed it, go back and listen. And to find us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash altercallmafs. Um, and our Patreon members will be getting early access to these episodes, as well as any future bonus episodes. So feel free to go to Patreon and check it out. Yep, we appreciate it. And for our patrons right now, we really, really appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying our content. And don't forget that you can send us any suggestions that you have, anything you'd like us to cover, we are welcome to it. So let's start catching up because I have a feeling this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> Just as long as the episode being three hours, I nearly passed out. <laughs> These jokers. I was like, <laughs> and I was very concerned because at no point did they say a special supersized premiere. They're just like, coming soon, coming up, coming up. And I'm like, what, what is the part where you say coming next week? Do you expect us to stay here for three hours every week? I had a heads up because uh, I was watching it on DVR and I just saw 8 to 11.03 p.m. And I, my eyes were like, wait, what? Is this an error? But we should have known because I put out, uh, we put out on Instagram saying that we weren't watching the matchmaking special per usual. And some of our listeners told us that it was like three hours. I'm just like, of what? <laughs> and it's probably a lot of the first episode from what we saw last time that's in there. Oh, so I, you guys, <laughs> I haven't checked anything, but we cannot be doing three hours every week. We will have to be <laughs> checking back with you about our plans. Should this turn into a three hour? Who like the chutzpah to think someone wants to watch your TV show for three hours a week? Two hours was already pushing it. Do you want to know what my theory is? It's I'm just half kidding. But my theory, I'm just joking. But it's because, you know, if you watch reality shows and 90 Day Fiance, Discovery Plus has a huge marketing budget. Everywhere you go, there's an ad. And they're just promoting some variation of 90 Day Fiance. I'm just like, are we regular non-owners of Discovery Plus going to have anything left to watch? 
So I'm just feeling like maybe Lifetime is like, they're stepping on our necks. Let's just up our game to three hours. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, you get a two-hour show. But if you go on Discovery Plus, you can have three hours. I didn't even know Lifetime was part of Discovery. Are they? Or are they just Oh, no, they're not. That's why I'm saying, like, they're competition. So they're just trying to... Oh, please don't. We only want a two-hour show. Please, if you're listening out there. Oh, I'm really, we only want an hour. When I started watching the show, it was an hour. And I enjoyed it just fine. Yeah, because a lot of it is recaps and doom and gloom music and hyping us up for a fake out. So, you know, that's our married at first sight. We'll take it the way it is. But yeah, let's talk about some couples in the off season. We're talking about it like it's a game in the off season <laughs> and what they've been up to. Just a reminder, guys, we will be covering couples cam. And again, all the NOLA couples that were successful are going to be joining and I have thoughts about that. I'm excited that they're joining. I've been waiting and I've been talking about Amelia and Bennett joining. I'm curious to see their new life. But what I want to say is I thought that Karen was uncomfortable in front of the cameras. <laughs> so <laughs> when I see this and joining couples camp, basically you're extending the time of the camera. And then I'm sure everybody knows they have a YouTube channel and all that. And I'm just like, so what's the deal, yo? What do you think? Money is money. That's what <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, I'm so uncomfortable. But wait, you're going to write a check? I will make myself comfortable. I mean, that makes sense. But I was just like, wow. And I will tell you that. Like, I just did. I love you guys. I did some deep dive. I'm not like a YouTube watcher. But, you know, I watched Karen and Miles a couple of episodes. I watched Woody and Amani's a couple of episodes. Gotta tell you, strongly preferred Karen and Miles. Woody and Imani seemed a little, just a little stiff, not much. But like Karen and Miles was like organic. And it is so weird for me to see Karen being the more affectionate one, looking at him lovingly, longingly. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm Look glad you went down that rabbit you. hole. Because I, ref- <laughs> I, I just, did. I don't know. I can't. You know, lots of people start these YouTube channels and I I can't do it. It's not my preferred medium. It is not either. I solely did it for the show, for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not a YouTube person, but I was just curious. And I think um, I saw they were doing a QA, and a and I was curious to see all the questions. Someone even asked, like, are you guys having sex now? (laughs) Karen rolled her eyes. (laughs) Miles is like, Miles takes no shit. And some people are like, people just forget who they are on the internet because somebody um, put a comment just saying like, hope she leaves you because she's trying to give you affection and you keep turning her down and you know, she'd be treated better and something like that. But I mean, Miles just blocked them and stuff, but yeah, people think they're entitled to people. And I think people forget that it's entertainment for us, but it's their real life. So there's yeah. something wrong with you if you're that like as much that as impressed. we did a whole podcast on this show you can't yeah. be dead sending a message to any of these people telling them anything yeah so i'm just not that invested and i have a pot we have a podcast yeah i know which is because we take it for entertainment value like to go beyond and then just start like trolling them like who has that time there's more serious things happening in the world but Yeah, I'm sure nobody missed Woody's birthday. Woody had a birthday. They all went to Colorado. Karen and Miles went there. It was like a couple's trip kind of deal. And I think the theme was like ice cream or flavors, I think. So it was like they were serving us the looks, having all the fun. Even I felt like I missed out. And I don't know them. 
but good to see they're having a good time. Um, Deanna and Greg are chugging along. They have a YouTube channel too. It's honestly, like you said, it's the money because you watch Deanna on the show, and I'm just like, really? But yep, YouTube channel. Um, for a second, I thought Jeffy and Shawnee had split because I literally don't see him on her page. But it might be a conscious decision just to protect their marriage because they're back on couples cam. So, um, I think they're probably off and on. I just don't understand how you're like, oh, Merry Christmas, and then you don't post your husband, and then New Year's, you're like, oh, our New Year's picture. <laughs> it's weird. So, yeah, maybe they're still going through it. I don't know. But, I mean, they ended really sweet on Couples Cam. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, Ashley's baby is coming. Their baby turned two yesterday. And she's cute as ever. And they're still chugging along. And let me just confess that, you know, maybe sometimes this influencer thing works. I bought a pair of leggings that Ashley swears (laughs) by on Amazon. And she was right. It was good. It wasn't the kind. It's comfortable. I'm, you know, <laughs> it was good. So, but then again, I'm also susceptible to the Instagram ads. So I don't know if that really did anything, but yeah, I bought a pair of leggings because of I, Ashley. I mean, I bought things because of influencers because influencing <laughs> does work. <laughs> um, Ash, uh, Danielle had her baby right before Christmas. I am so happy. Again, I don't know these people, but if you watched um last the season before last, they had like a reunion thing, and Danielle told us about her birth experience, her labor experience for her first child, and honestly, I was frightened and so thankful for her, and I was kind of terrified for this baby. So, I'm glad mommy and baby are doing well. Yes, and. Jasmine, if you remember from oh, Philly, I saw, I'm so happy for her. <laughs> she had a baby. She had a whole ass baby. I don't think anyone knew she was pregnant. No she one knew. Man, um, they're not married yet, but you know she's happy. She keeps calling him like my fine man. My prince. So. My yes. <laughs> so um, good for her. And then Brett is flourishing with a new girlfriend. And Brett did an AMA on Reddit to uh, salvage his reputation. It, <laughs> don't do it. He's a, his girlfriend was on there responding to, and it it was not a good scene. I mean, it's just not worth the effort. You're not going to rehabilitate yourself. Just give yourself over to the reality TV editing room and know that people will think that about you and go on about your life. Don't do an AMA. Yeah, just be you. Like, eventually, your your true self will show, like, through your Instagram pictures or something. Or instead of doing an AMA, just get a publicist and let them curate your timeline or your feed or something. I don't know. Isn't that what people do these days? I don't know. <laughs> and then his girlfriend's on there responding, being like, Brad is so wonderful. I don't Ugh. think she's lying. I'm just saying. He just you can sing about it on Reddit till the cows come home. You can't argue with the actual television that we saw. Yeah. But... Well, the last person I'm going to give an update is, is Jamie Otis. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me say this. <clears throat> I'm all for being real. I'm all for the body positive movement because it seems Jamie has turned a new curve after she had her baby and her platform now is she's not going to hide her body. She's going to show her role. She's going to show her cellulite and she's just going to be real, which is great. Great message. All well and good. It just doesn't come off as authentic to me. It just seems like it's an angle. So 
I don't know if it's because she annoys me, but I still mm. think it's an angle. Everything about Jamie is an angle, so. I have not given one thought to Jamie Otis. <laughs> yeah. Since, since the last episode of Unfiltered, because I don't like her. Yeah, she's everywhere. I think she even had a post saying someone thinks she's pregnant or she thought she was pregnant. I'm just like, Jamie, we know you're not. You just always... Yeah, I, I, I should take a cue from your book. Like, I should just not give her any thought. But she pops up, and I'm just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like a bad but rash. Yeah. She just pops yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, pretty much the best summary I can come up with with our previous couples. Thank you for that summary. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, for one, cannot believe we're back with a new season because we're still in a pandemic. Um. And <laughs> I was like, how are they going to shoot this thing? Uh, I think it's going to be a very weird season. I Um, don't think so. You want to know why? Because apparently Atlanta didn't get the memo that there's a (laughs) pandemic. They don't wear masks. They do whatever they want to. The clubs are full. Everyone's partying over there. Like, literally, I saw an influencer from a reality show posting that, oh, he's hosting a party. Come out and meet. So, yeah, that's why they chose Atlanta. (laughs) Because they can do whatever they want. They They can can gather. Literally, you would forget that there was a pandemic if you didn't see like the vendors wearing a mask because none. No masks and there's no way. Like usually I try to give the benefit of the doubt. Like surely they're all taking a COVID test before they shoot. Maybe some, but I doubt all. There's just too many people. Yeah. And they were hugging. People were shaking hands and I'm just like, (laughs) okay. So, you know, and they might have to shut down production for a couple months in the middle, just like last season, because it looks like a super spreader event every every time they're together. Well, they made it through. At least we didn't hear any news, but we'll see. But well, what did you think? Well, uh, let me say, like, I don't have any thoughts again of the casting. This is also why we don't watch the matchmaking special. I just like to come in fresh. The only reason I've actually seen the couples is because, well, one is everywhere, but I have a subscription to people, and every year they put that the picture out. So I have no choice but to see the pictures. But other than that, I don't know anything about them. I didn't think about the casting, but the only thing I know is, oh, everybody's been touting first interracial, first divorce, say, blah, blah. What an oldest person. So other than that, I don't have thoughts on the casting, but I didn't know if you had any thoughts before we get into the episode. The It'll come up when we get to the couples, but the age differences. I don't think I've ever seen the age differences that we're seeing this season too, along with all the other stuff you mentioned. So that was my first. Because I, when I saw the list of names and ages, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, and, you know, age is nothing but a number, but then we got to meet these people, and I was like, uh, this age thing is going to be a thing. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed because I think the largest I've noticed before was like Karen and Miles. That was like four or five years. There's a full decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's roll into our couple. All right. All right. Let's go in. So we start the episode with Brianna and Vincent. What Brianna, they call Brie. I don't know. I'll feel it out and see if I feel like I want to call her Brie. But for now, I'll call her Brianna. But Brianna is called the outspoken optimist. And Vincent is the legacy builder. I think I actually like the titles they give them in the beginning. Are you, I can't. I, I didn't even write those down because I hated all of them. But please continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brianna, you know, 
okay, guys, you know what the deal is. You know how it is. You start, they tell them, they have to tell their family. We get the people, are you crazy? Ha <laughs> ha. They act like they didn't know they were in the process and all that. Some do recognize that they do. So that's what we're going through with each and every couple. So Brianna tells her friend, Kiera, who starts saying that, yeah, I, I'm not going to get married. I wasn't matched. And her friend is all like, really? Are you serious? But she's like, just kidding. So, you know, that means she has some kind of personality, I hope. And we find out that Brianna is 28 years old and she's an engineer and she has a dog. I find like a lot more couples now have pets. I think in the beginning, in the earlier seasons, it wasn't always like that, but I could be tripping. But now I feel like we have a lot more pets to take into consideration. And the only reason I notice it is because I'm scared of dogs. And I'm always thinking, what if the other person is scared of dogs or cats like last year? You know, it's weird. I'm scared of dogs, too. <laughs> I don't think I knew that about you. Yes, um, you did. We talked about it last season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, I will not remember a single thing from last season. Um, I may even contra- contradict myself. I will warn you now. <laughs> Last year, I might have said something was great, and then someone's going to show up this year. I'll be like, that sucks. So just give, giving everybody a warning. Actually, I'm going to bet my bottom dollar on that. <laughs> <laughs> just let the people know about your money. <laughs> but, um, um, she tells us that she's been told that she's a slow starter <laughs> and doesn't open up easily. And guys, if you've been watching this show, you know, you know. What my thoughts were. How dare you. (laughs) I actually wrote in my notes. and I wrote in my notes. Tane is pissed. (laughs) I was was like, we are not going to do this again this year. We have a listener, Ms. Zainab, who actually told me, she's like, Tane, there's going to be someone, your favorite, but please be patient with them. So just for you, Zainab, I'm going to be patient. But I tell you that I rolled my eyes so hard. And then she went even further to say, you know, especially when it comes to showing affection. I was like, we are not. We are not going to have a Karen part two this season. But Karen made me eat my words. I don't want to be on the wrong side again. So I will be patient. We'll see how it goes. Um, she says that she's picky and she has a laundry list of things that she requires in men. She says making the list, but it seems pretty regular to me. It didn't seem like it was that long. It was just regular stuff. Everyone should want. And then she ends with, I want my husband to make more than me. There is a reason they put that last and they put that in there. And I'm sure it's going to play out. (laughs) Um, So she also tells us that she's structured and she's organized. And I mean, to be honest, I think what I took away from this episode too is Atlanta apartments are nice. Like they are very nice. They were very nice. You know, she tells us that she's very serious and she wants someone to chill with. Uh, Let's not take it lightly that she said she's structured. She's organized. She's serious. I mean, I'm all of those things, but with her, I don't know. I'm like in this show, how is that going to play out? Cause she has her routine, but She doesn't seem to be self-aware because she continues to talk to her friend and her friend calls her out on how do you think you're going to be after not being in a relationship for a long time? She's like, I'm going to be okay. And then the friend is like, "Um, I lived with you. You don't know a person (laughs) until you live with them and you know, (laughs) you know what it is. And her friend has a point. I think there's something to be said when you've been by yourself for a long time and you suddenly have to allow someone into your space. That is a huge adjustment. 
because you have to now not make you know the little things not so big but it feels so big to you so her friend um continues to tell her that she doesn't seem to take no for an answer like when things don't go her way because Bree says she just wants to be accepted with all her quirks and all. And then her friend asks her, what if he has a habit that you don't like? And for some reason, she just seems so bothered by it. I don't know if it was an edit, but her face just looked like, what do you mean? Why would he have a habit that I don't like? So hope she's ready for that. Did you have any thoughts on Brianna? Um, I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a lot of these people on this show, I'm not sure if I like them, but I pretty much liked her in the beginning. I don't, I feel like, mm, I don't really trust these people. I feel like they let her say a lot of negative things about herself, and that's what they put in her opening package. Um, Made her seem a certain way, and I just, I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, Because that persona didn't seem to last for, like, the whole episode. Yeah. It was just in those opening scenes, like, oh, I'm so rigid. Oh, I'm going to chase after you if you don't clean up. I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. That's true. But I think people are different when it's not your space. People can be very protective when it comes to your space. So outside, like, I think the two are not mutually exclusive where you can be bubbly and a party person, like, social sociable. But then when it comes to your space, you're just really particular because that is where you stay. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we meet, we meet her husband. I said we meet. <laughs> we meet her husband. His name is Vincent. Vincent Morales. And going by his last name, I'm guessing he's Latino. And I'm wondering, is this the first interracial couple we've had on the show? Even if it's not the first interracial. I thought maybe he's Afro-Latino. Um, I wasn't sure. But either way, this show never puts... I mean, not only does this show not do interracial, they don't do, like, in uh, different shades. Like, if they're black, (laughs) they both got to be light, or they both got to be dark, or they both got to be medium. They will never mix shades. So so I was like, yeah, this is... As far as I'm concerned, this is the furthest this show has ever gone in in even mixing shades. Yes, and to to further explain on that, Brianna is dark-skinned, and Vincent is on the lighter side. So that's why we're not even sure if he's Afro-Latina or not. But I think for the fact that they never even talked about it, he is. I I was actually shocked they didn't talk about it. Um, and maybe they talked about it in the matchmaking special that we missed. Because I would hope that they had discussed those preferences. Um, but yeah, yeah, they didn't address I'm- it. So I was like, okay, I guess we're just going to roll with this. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't care because if she does, they would definitely have something inclusive saying, I would like someone who is, you know, my king or something like to that effect. Because even with, we're going to talk about other couples where they kind of hinted what their preferences are. So, but who knows? You can never trust the editing here. So, (laughs) Um, Vincent is an auto broker. And he tells us that he wants to be the opposite of his dad. He's saying that his last relationship ended because he wanted to start his own business. And she didn't like that he didn't have a degree. I feel like this is going to play out. He said that she wanted him to have a more corporate job. Yes. She didn't want him to start his own business because she wanted him to have a more corporate job. And he didn't like that. he. She didn't like that he didn't have a degree. Okay. Yeah, both. And I'm like, I put down oops. 
<laughs> only because Brianna says she wanted something that makes more money. I, I get the impression he makes good money as an auto broker. But she also said she wanted someone that's ambitious, which he did say that he is ambitious. Like, you know, he pulled himself up by the bootstraps and became successful. But I also wonder, like, from what they presented in the beginning for Brianna's personality, will that bother her that he doesn't have a degree? We will find out. <laughs> but he also said he wants to be a provider. Yeah. Which, hopefully this is not a mismatch <laughs> Because if Which a man wants to be a provider love. and he makes less money than her, these two are doing <laughs> Exactly. That's why I put that in there because I'm like, hmm, especially the fact where he put, you know, his ex-girlfriend and why they broke up. But who knows? He also said, though, I don't want someone super serious. And I know she said she was serious, but like we said, in social settings, she didn't seem like that serious. But still, red flag. I'm just watching and all that. We'll find out all these if they're actual red flags or not. As the episode goes on, he has a friend that asks, for some reason, coincidentally, his friend asks him, what if you get someone who is stuck in her ways? And we never got an answer to that. No, we never did. <laughs> they just cut the commercial. He probably so anyway- said something very reasonable, like, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> flexible. And they didn't want us to show us that because they want to set us up that she's rigid and inflexible and he's not going to like it. But we won't know until five episodes from now. <laughs> yes. They're basically setting us up and writing the narrative that they want us to gobble up. Um, so every every couple, after we meet the couple, Pastor Kyle gives a summary of why they chose them. Honestly, you could insert the same reason from previous seasons. They need this person to balance out. They need this person this to person bring out this serious bullshit. life. They need this person to balance <laughs> each other out. I'm just like, who made Pastor Kyle the lead matchmaker? Why is he speaking... He's the spiritual advisor. <laughs> so why is he always front and center? Where is Dr. Pepper? Who cannot... we didn't see the entire episode, guys. You're like, I'm missing my girl, Dr. Pepper. Where was she? <laughs> so, yeah. So we see them, you know, go shopping for their wedding. Brianna wants an elegant dress. And um, I was going to ask you, do you think they choose their dresses before they actually film the scene. Because it seems so, like, who finds a dress that quick? Well, they only show two. But I'm just like, who finds a dress that quickly? Like, I've gone wedding dress shopping before. They all look the same. It always takes a while. Well, they are limited to one store, and they are probably given a budget in that store. So the options are not plentiful, um, I wouldn't think. Um... So I, I don't know if they go beforehand and pick a dress and then they do a fake shooting to pick a dress or if they really pick the dress that day. But we only see them try on a couple when they tried on like 15 or 20. Yeah, that's my guess because I'm just like, it cannot be that because all of them for the second one was something like, that's the dress. So um, Brianna, uh, when she has a dress on and her friend is like, I think this dress is plain. She's like, oh, so it's not my personality. I'm like, it's not. Because I still kind of think she's plain, but maybe not. (laughs) At that point, I did think until, you know, the, I think further down in the Bachelorette was when I finally started seeing her personality. But at that point, I was just like, hmm, the jury was still out on that. I did like her dress and I think her dress was really cute. And that was our introduction into Brianna and Vincent. I thought Vincent looked really sharp in his suit that he picked out. Um, <clears throat> I have very high hopes for these two. 
Yeah. I think I'm always nervous for everyone in the beginning because of that initial, what will they think? I'm just as nervous. Like what I can't imagine what was like, you just know you're being judged in that moment. Like what would they think the first time they see me? So I always want that part to be over and done with. Then I can make a decision because right now I'm just like, Oh my God, what would they think? I literally, I don't think we get enough information to know if they will be good or they will be not. I don't think we get enough information, but these two, like throughout the whole episode, just seem to be like the most normal and down to earth and together of all of everybody. <laughs> hmm. They might be the boring couple or they might be a flaming disaster, but you know, I have hopes for them. I guess I have hopes for everybody, but. <laughs> Was Vincent the one? No, it wasn't Vincent, right? There was one who keeps to the same routine every day. What was that? No, that was um, that was the other light skin dude. What was his name? Oh, Ryan. Ryan, thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, oh. all right. Talk to us about Virginia and Eric. So we meet Eric first. He's talking to his mom. He's thirty-four. He's a pilot, and he's in the Air Force Reserve. He's the first divorced person we've had on the show, I guess. Um, he deployed three times and that's why his like last marriage, his first marriage fell apart. Um, he says his ideal person is down to earth and can handle him being gone all the time (laughs) because he's a pilot. Uh, he doesn't want another divorce. And I feel like that is actually a very powerful thing to be like, I do not want to get divorced again. Um, Wait, 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 expand on that powerful in a good way or a bad way. It can be both. Um, okay. When you talk, think about how, like, people need to, in order for this thing to survive, you have to be in it. Yeah. Someone who says, I re- like, I've already done the divorce thing before, and I really just want this to work. Eh, can't hurt you. He's still okay. working, despite the pandemic. Um, So he tells his mom that he's getting married. And she, they just keep on saying over and over again, we're a traditional, conservative <laughs> family. I'm like, oh, Lord, traditional conservative is not a character trait (laughs) Ah, so his mom is very concerned what did you think of eric okay i have a few thoughts eric is ready to get married like he said his biggest fear is being alone and he suddenly like reminded me of aj from philly who didn't want to have dinner by himself anymore (laughs) he just got so mad i don't want to eat by myself even at the wedding and i feel eric has that level of desperation and I don't say desperation in a bad way just like he's so willing like you said and so ready for this to work like I don't want to fuck this up twice so I'm really hoping it works for him and I was confused because they said he was a pilot for a major airline but he also said he was in the Air Force Reserves yes so he's doing both or he's done with the reserves? I, I, uh, I, so I, reserve duty is usually like you have to go in once or twice a month and then maybe like two weeks um, at one time during the year. So you, yeah, reservists always have different jobs. I actually know, I think I know someone else who's, yeah, he's an Air Force reservist too. He's one of my coworkers and he just flies down to his duty station for like two days of work once a month or twice a month. And then once a year he has to be gone for two weeks. That's oh, reserves. okay. So he's basically doing with... And then, you know, regarding his mom, <laughs> again, she reminds me that these poor parents have to go along with these people they birthed, telling them, you know, 
I'm getting married in two weeks. Come on camera for me. But I can't believe his mom said, OMG. I was like, <laughs> did she really just say that? And I didn't think it was a good sign that his mom was like, I think there are things you need to learn. I'm like, but this man has already been married and divorced once. What more does he need to learn? That doesn't mean anything. I know someone who got married, and I specifically asked, what have you learned? What would you do different? And the answers just floored me. I'm like, wow. Don't <laughs> don't ever think that people act the same way or would think the same way that you do. And like I said from last season, I just always say people need therapy before coming on this show. So I don't know. I didn't think it was a good sign that his wife, his mom said, you know, he needs to learn certain things. So, so then we meet Virginia. She's 26. And uh, my, my, my antenna just went up. I'm like, why the age gap, the age gap. I mean, I don't want to say 26 is young. It is. Cause 26 is, it's just young in comparison to a 34 year old who's been divorced before. Yeah, it is. And then she started talking and I was like, see, I was right. <laughs> She's, she's like, like 26, I'm, 26, I'm... not 26, that's 32. She's like 26, 21. She's like, oh, I'm not happy sitting at home. I want to be out at the bar. She had a whole complicated story about her parents being both being twice divorced. And she has, it really reminded me of Amber. She's like, oh, I've got all these abandonment and attachment issues. I'm like, and this man you want to marry is gone all the time because he's a pilot. I don't know if this is good for you. I agree. And that's what I was saying. If you remember last season, I'm like, people need to go to therapy and not come on married at first sight to sort out their issues. Because how do you go from thinking people will leave and wanting control to wanting marriage? I, oh, this was a mess. I don't know. <sighs> her, she gets on the phone to tell her dad that she, he's, she's getting married and he reacts like a normal parent. But he also asks, Oh, is your mom coming? And I was like, so does that mean that you guys don't, you don't do the same room? I hate those types of divorced parents. Yeah. Um, I think he said something worse because he I said, Oh, I'll see it on TV. And I was yeah. like, what? He said, if nothing else, I get to see it on TV. I didn't even realize he was saying, no, I'm not coming until he said, if nothing else, I get to see it on TV. I'm like, Whoa. Okay. That was rough. And like, it's pretty clear that she's not um, accustomed. Like she hasn't, when someone disappoints you over and over again, it comes to a point where you expect it and you know how to respond to it. And with parents, sometimes you never, ever get to that point. But I yeah. was just like, she's not, that situation is still very hurtful to her. Yeah. And she, she doesn't, she doesn't really know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah. So then, you know, she goes and picks out a dress and her stepmom surprises her, which was really nice. Yeah, it was. But even her sitting around talking with her friends, I'm basically the same age as Eric. And I was like, these girls make me feel old just watching them on television. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you guys are doomed. (laughs) I could be wrong, though. Please let me be wrong. I don't know what the thought process was because basically they're selling Virginia as a party girl and she says it herself like I want to be a party girl but still be able to do I want to be married but I still want to be able to party I want someone to go to the bar with me is what I'm hearing so he's gonna be on a plane doing his job I don't know if he's gonna be available to go to the bar with you hun yeah and then she also tells us like you know part of what she was saying is like she's always been the one to 
you know, break up the relationship because she doesn't want them to leave her first. So how does that play out when they have a fight? I <laughs> predict, actually, let me predict that Virginia is going to be one of those people that they'll have a fight and she'll say, I just need to go to my apartment to cool off for a night. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they do that, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't see how you go from that saying, nope, I want to have control. I'm going to leave before you leave me. And then you want to be in a marriage. Do you even know what that entails? But for those of you who watch Love is Blind, I will say this is kind of like the case with Amber, who I thought was not ready. She just wanted someone to pay off her loans and she was like a party girl, but she's, they're still together. So, you know, quite a different scenario, kind of, but there might be hope. Again, they always try to fake us out. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. So on to our next couple, Paige and Chris. These two are, are, are going to be entertaining, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Paige is just, she is an accountant and a realtor. She owns a house that she rents out. God cultivated me to find love and have children. I'm always impressed when people can just say those words. <laughs> she said cultivated. <laughs> <laughs> she wants two or three kids. There's a lot of God and children talk. Mm-hmm. And when she sits around with her friends and they talk about her previous relationships, it was basically like, I just want them to love God and want children. And the timing wasn't right with other people, which I think means, you know, I met them and I was like, I just want to love God and want children. And they're like, you know, maybe in a couple of years. And she was like, no, no, I want children right now. That's what she said. She confirmed <laughs> that. Uh, so that you, let, me, let me ask you, were you triggered when she said, maybe I'll have a honeymoon baby? I was like, uh, uh, um, actually I didn't have time to react to what she was saying because then we met Chris. Wait, hold on. I feel like, sorry. I was just going to say like, she reminded me, I, I called her a kid thirst bucket because she reminded me of Ashley from Chicago. That's all she wanted. She's like, I don't care who I'm married to. I just want to have a kid because that was why she broke up with her boyfriends also, but it worked out for her. So maybe it'll work out for Paige. Let's move on to Chris. <laughs> The finance manager and restaurant owner. His title was his title was blessed with dollar signs for the S. That's what I stopped writing down the thing. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" (laughs) I mean, there was nothing wrong with the description based on what he says. It's it's very very appropriate. He wants some an intelligent, submissive, sexy, good in bed, a freak. He wants seven kids. He was an ordained minister. It didn't work out. So he ended up going to get a job and he lived in his car and he's been in <laughs> so much. Lived in his car for a few months and then saved up money. And then he got his six-figure job back here in Atlanta. He's been engaged twice. The first time he didn't have any money. The second time there were trust issues. So who was cheating? That when someone says trust issues, that's all I, I want to do. He said the same thing. He said there was no mutual trust. I said that equals infidelity. So okay, <laughs> who was it? Was it her? Or was it you? Both. <laughs> the w- Chris comes off terribly. <laughs> like, like for someone who can say a lot of the right things, he just like I would never ever want to be in the same room with this person. But I think he and Paige are very well matched. You know what? Yes. By the end, yes. But I wrote down, I think I lost count of how many times as he kept talking, I wrote, I don't like him. (laughs) 
I just kept saying, from the beginning, from the moment he opened his mouth to say, I don't want someone after my money. Like, dude, what? Let's be clear here, by the way. You were living in your car two years ago. And he likes to talk about his money and his six-figure job. You do not have money. You have a decently high salary that when you adjust for inflation, isn't even that much. (laughs) (laughs) You do not have, like, intergenerational wealth. I don't want to hear about your money all the time. I know, and then now it just seems like you're defined by how much you make. And I get it. When you come from having nothing and you suddenly have something, you know, it just means a lot more to you, but there's just a way you can talk about it without being a douche. (laughs) So, yeah. And then there's the engagement where Chris tried to do married at first sight self-service. Then we had to, you know, he met with his pastor And there was this whole long conversation about sex and now he wants to wait for sex and he's looking for love. I was called to be a father. That's when I was like, you two are just made for each other. Anyway. Well, I I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to talk about how long ago his engagement (laughs) was? Because that floored me. Did not see that coming. I was engaged earlier this year. I'm like, I know you guys started shooting this show in June. Earlier this year was less than six months ago. And then he goes over that relationship timeline and you're like, hold on. You met in like September. You were in a relationship in October. You were engaged like two weeks later. Uh, that's why I called it self-service married at first sight. Like you just wanted to, uh, what? Yeah, they just broke up three months ago. And to me, forget Chris. Chris, you know, whatever his intentions are what in everything i can't wait to watch the married at first sight special in the winter or something the matchmaking special to find out why they thought you know he's ready he's very ready he's been engaged twice he just broke up with it three months ago but you know he's ready to you know make this commitment like what's that about that but even that engagement doesn't seem like you barely knew her yeah there was another moment, I don't know if you caught it, when he was talking with his uh, grandparents or his that looked so young. And he said, and the mom was talking about their family, and she goes, I was 16 when I walked down the aisle. Thank you. I was grandpa. like, hold on, grandma got married when she was 16. I'm like, how old was grandpa? That's a good question. How old was grandpa? Why are you putting this on TV? <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. Eventually, you know, it just doesn't matter. If you can... If- if you wait long enough, it just doesn't matter. But I was I yeah, also clocked time, grandma got married at 16. <laughs> at the time it matters. I also rolled my eyes when he said he wanted someone that's spiritual and God, God, God. And then he said, I want to freak. Like, decide what it is that you want. I truly oh. believe you can have both. Uh okay. That's why I think these two are perfect for each other. On paper. We'll find out if uh, she's gonna have to overcome that personality because he is a lot. And his pastor, I, my only question is, does his pastor not have a congregation? Why does he have this much time? I assumed he was just looking for some free publicity for his church by appearing with Chris all the time. He was in every single scene that they had, yeah. right down I to I think his pastor is his best friend. I mean, calling him his pastor is one thing, but his pastor is his, his BFF, it looks like, too. <laughs> oh, Paige and Chris, okay. I just feel like we're in for a ride with the two of them. 
Did you have any notes on their shopping? Those shoes. His vest. He might be the worst groom I've ever seen. Really? Didn't he choose the same thing as Vincent? It was blue. Yeah, but he chose the vest. It could have been okay without the vest. And then the shoes were just too much. I'm like, are you Michael Jackson? I wasn't feeling it. She looked gorgeous, though. I didn't notice the shoes, but I he brought in these shoes and was like, "These are the shoes I want to wear." I was like, "What are you? What are those?" <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see um, where these two go because I think the good thing is I don't think in the way that they talk about it, um, being spiritual and being a free go together. Because last I checked, the Bible talks about no premarital sex and stuff, but you know. Um, we'll see how that goes. And also when the pastor said, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way. I get it. But when the pastor said, I knew my wife was my wife because she was the only person that I dated and didn't have sex with. And I'm like, were you a pastor then? But okay, we'll skip that. That's some Madonna horse stuff that I don't like. No, but you know, as a pastor, he's not supposed to be having sex anyways. So, so how is she the only on person? The church. Some churches are more or less strict about that stuff. I don't think that's no aid. I promise you that the churches go by the Bible where you're not <laughs> supposed to have sex before marriage. It doesn't depend on the church. But okay, the Bible. Yeah, I'm just, with you. I went to church too. The Bible says no sex before marriage. But there's something to be said for people living in reality and knowing that some of their congregation is going to have sex before they're married. I understand that, but I'm saying that it's not like they're just doing it because we're just going to anyways, but it's still recognized as a no-no either way. They're not saying, oh, it's okay. It's just, it happens. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, well, we're not going to argue theology or like what churches should or shouldn't be saying. I assume every church says what they want to say. And this pastor's church says it's okay. Well, he didn't say it was okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like, we're just saying like by sweep of law, as long as you're Christian, premarital sex is a no-no. Even if you do it, <laughs> it's just a no-no. Like there's nothing. I'm just saying. Okay. So good for him. But okay, we'll move on to Haley and Jacob. So Haley is described as always the bridesmaid. And Jacob is described as last chance. <laughs> We're so mean. That is because Jacob is 38. And did you get Haley is 28? Yes. You think that's that's the whole decade and that's huge. I think that it's I think that kind of works better. No. The thing is, I this is where you know age is nothing but a number and it comes down to the people. Because even though there are more years apart than Virginia and Chris, is that their name? <laughs> Virginia and Eric. Sorry, Virginia and Eric. um their energy seemed more like the maturity level seemed to be more evened out here but yes when i first saw it i was like oh lord 10 years you're setting these people up for failure but Haley is not she doesn't come off as immature yeah and he doesn't come off as like a really old man either yeah he's just a little odd but you know we all have our quirks but um yeah she reminded me a lot of jessica from yeah they look alike Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, that is true. I'm just not remembering everyone saying that they looked like, okay, I'm just catching up. But anyways, Haley's with her friends, and she's telling them that she's getting married. Oh, just FYI, a lot of these people, most of them, not all of them, told their friends and family outdoors that they were getting married. That's their nod to COVID, because otherwise you wouldn't know it exists. But Haley's 28. 
She has not been in a relationship since she was 21. She said being single for so long means that she's stuck in her ways and no one can tell her otherwise. I like a self-aware queen. Um, she's been a bridesmaid in the ballpark 14 times. So her friends, you know, every now and then jab at her. You're always the bridesmaid. But then she says that she's been in two serious relationships and the last one was five, lasted for five years and he got someone pregnant. Work with me here. What is this timeline if your last relationship was 21? Are we talking about high school? Yeah, I guess. You started yeah. dating him when you were 16 or 17 years old? And I'm like, every season, someone's ex got someone else pregnant. Like, what is wrong with these people? Listen, the rule of thumb, well, for most adults, is we don't count high school. What do you know? <laughs> I mean, it went all the way till she was 21 and he got someone else pregnant. I feel like that, that she can go on ahead and count that. Okay, good for her. But I was just like, okay. But um, I do like that she said that she's done work on herself. Again, I like a self-aware queen. So Monica, who kind of looks like Jamie. So I was already siding her. She's not saying much. Um, but Lauren, her friend, who I guess is going to be the lead friend. I feel like every participant has a lead friend. It's not necessarily their best friend, but it's the one who talks the most on camera. And I mm -hmm. think that was Lauren. And Lauren was asking, all, who I thought was so pretty, by the way. But Lauren That's so was funny. I thought Lauren was pretty, but I also thought, girl, you are too young for Botox. Her eyes don't move. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> but yeah. She... Lauren, if you haven't had Botox, I'm sorry, but your face looks like you did because <laughs> your eyes don't move. <laughs> but she took the lead and she was just questioning her and asking all these questions. But you know what? Haley is ready. Haley is like, I am ready to do this. And, you know, nothing's going to stop her. But her friends were receptive. Her friends were happy for her. And, you know, that's great. I always feel happy for them when their friends and family are happy for them. Because, like, the reverse case, like Virginia, I kind of felt sad, you know, for that. So when it's the opposite, that always feels nice. So we meet Jacob. Jacob's friends have clearly never heard of the show because they actually, for the first time, I think they were genuinely shocked. <laughs> and I just found their reaction so funny because it was like, what? What is happening? So we get to meet Jacob. And Jacob is into bodybuilding. He's ready to get married because of his age. There was one scene where he walked out. I'm like, what even are these jeans that you are wearing? I don't know <laughs> if I could even call them dad jeans. Maybe yuppie jeans. But mm -mm, they were not working. It was not a good fit. At some point, I lost count of how many dogs he has. Because I just kept seeing one and then another one and then another <laughs> one. So, mm. Um, he gravitates towards the 80s. He really likes the 80s. And he does a lot of remodeling. And I don't know. I liked his vibe. Like, he's 38, but he's not, 38 is not even old. So I don't even know why they're positioning him like he was 52. He <laughs> <laughs> seems really cool. And I like, I mean, yeah. I like how they're all like 80s, 90s. This is one of those things we're going to talk about. And we will never hear about the 80s <laughs> or 90s by like episode three. <laughs> it's then, not a character trait. It's just like a funny thing. It's it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, he just likes it. Like everybody has a deck. A lot of people always say, Oh, the nineties. I really like the nineties. I like so he's just the eighties, not a big deal. But never have I related so hard as when he said, like, you know, I know it's time to get married because I can't relate to all these new hip apps that are coming out. I don't get it. <laughs> exactly. I really felt him on that level. I'm like no one wants to be in these apps. 
No one wants to learn the new apps. People are like, oh, you should try a new app. I'm like, I didn't even like the old ones. Why do I want to try a new one? <laughs> so, he seems very cerebral and thoughtful. Yeah. Like, he'll be chill or whatever. So, I liked it. His friends were supportive. And Pastor Cal, one person is upbeat and homebody. The other person is gregarious. They're going to bring some stability. to Stop making these people, people he, emotional support dogs or something. I, they, that's how he always sounds. He, his justifications that he used at the end of each couple were pure nonsense. Garden. They were just words strung together. I, I don't know why they just don't say we guessed and we hope we're right because that's really what happened. Yeah. Um, when they go dress shopping, um, Haley's mom, she just seems so nervous. I don't know if it was being on camera or if she really is terrified that her daughter is making this choice. She does say that this is not the preferred path. <laughs> but I hope... <laughs> But I hope Captain it works Obvious out. over there. <laughs> so, and I hope it works out too. Like honestly, again, every season, I really do hope it works out for them. I do not underestimate what it is these people are doing. I can never do what they are doing. Like just whether or not you're slow to start, slow to warm up, in some way you're being vulnerable. You have to fill out those forms. You have to go through that process. You have to be on TV. You have to go through us talking about you like we know you. You have to go through the trolls. You have to, you know, live with someone and do your best and live it out on camera. So, again, always I give them kudos. I could never do it, but, you know, I wish them all the best. So, I I think I kind of feel how, how I, now I can't imagine now being a parent and just watching like, oh, my God, my child is crazy. But I did not like her dress, that being said. And, um... I do like how Lauren, this might seem like a little thing. I like how Lauren did not take up the attention at the dress shopping. Like she knew when to stand to the side and let, you know, Haley and her mom have a moment and she just stepped back. And then, you know, she gave her friend a hug because there are some friends who just want to, you know, take up the camera time and just, you know, not know when to step back. So, yeah, I have high hopes for them. I know I, I said I didn't have enough information, but for Haley and Jacob, I think... They're both so chill and they're so ready for this to happen. And that is the main ingredient that you need for Married at First Sight. I've always said that you need to just be ready to be open-minded and go through the process, which is why when Chris kept saying, what if she's ugly? What if she's ugly? So we'll talk about that later. They are my number two. If, if Vincent and Brie are my number one, these are my number two. Like, I think you guys might be good. Yeah. Okay. So then we go on to Clara and Ryan. We spent about 10 minutes with Clara before I had nicknamed her Cray Cray Clara. <laughs> wait, you, wait, you nicknamed her what? Cray Cray Clara. What? Can I tell you these are my number one? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Let's start with, okay, she's a flight attendant. I was like, oh, Lord, oh, we know what gosh. happened with the last yes, flight attendant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, flashbacks. Wait, did we ever see any picture of Christina as a flight attendant? Because... Clara showed us a picture of her in That's a plane. That's true. That's and we true. never saw anything from liar Christina. <laughs> we never did. <laughs> uh, we start off with like a litany of bad date stories from Clara. I mean, they were bad. Like this one guy, this one guy, this one guy. I was like, oh, you, yes. <laughs> it's been a rough 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and then her story about this guy gave her $100 to go on a date with her friend after she she implied she'd already slept with him. I was like, what? Um, 
Clara was wearing her own engagement ring once they told her, you know, you're (laughs) married. She seems very, very social. And she asks to get a guy who's confident. What other... I didn't have a whole lot to say about Clara because I just... Her energy is very, very um, crazy. (laughs) Well, Well, I just nicknamed her because she looked like a cross between Ashley Simpson and Elizabeth Moss. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. So then we meet Ryan. He is a project manager for a software something. <laughs> this man said he spends two and a half hours in the gym every day. I was like, dude, you've got to cut that out. <laughs> Why? How are you going to work for eight hours a day, be in the gym for two and a half hours a day? When are you going to talk to your wife? When are you going to hang out with your wife? Is she supposed to be in the gym for two and a half hours up, with you? He'll wake up at 5.30, work out till 7.30, do his work, come back, and then relax with his wife, Aid. He said he works out after work. As soon as I'm done working, I go work out for two and a half hours. But now he has a wife. He's going to readjust. And if you're waking up at five, you have to go to bed at like 10. Mm. Anyway, he says he's a bit of a workaholic. And he gives us our first mention of race. (laughs) I actually didn't know he was black until he said so. (laughs) Which is actually perfect for what comes later. Um, I was like, oh, you're black? Okay, half? What? Okay. Uh, he talked about how he grew up in like a rural area where there weren't a lot of black people. He may have said in so many words, I mean, as a black woman, I feel like I'm very attuned to this. He basically said, I've only dated white girls. Is that, did yep. I? Yeah, okay. I you was are absolutely ding. He used a lot of <laughs> words to get there, but that's what he said. Yes. Um, his friends were like, well, what if she doesn't do CrossFit? <laughs> like, oh Lord, you know, CrossFit is a cult. Um, <laughs> I think that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's a lot of discussion about how he's detailed and organized and like very blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if Clara fits into that. Shouldn't have put him with Brie. <laughs> um, he only dates white girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of learn more about Clara as through the other interactions and stuff. But for the intro package, it's just like, you know. Um, and then her wedding dress. I hated her dress. What did you think? It was okay. I think I liked the first one that she didn't like, but um, yeah, it was okay. I didn't think it was bad as long as she felt comfortable. It wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't, you know, terrible. But yeah, I liked Ryan. He said, I put a lot of work into Ryan. Like I said, I live for these statements. Do that work before you come unmarried at first sight. But can we talk about that hairstyle? He needs to shave. He showed a picture of himself clean shaven. I was like, you look hot. What are you doing? Nope. That hairstyle was not it at all. And I don't know how to describe it. He has like a a sectioned out part of his head. He's bald everywhere else. And he just has hair that's like a comb over, but there's hair. Um, One of my coworkers described that hairstyle to me as an alt-right haircut. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and another reason why it doesn't work is Ryan has elf ears. He was given a confessional and those things were pointy, like just right there, 45 degrees to the angle. Have you ever seen the show Peaky Blinders? (laughs) No. That is their haircut. Every man on that show has that haircut. (laughs) (sighs) Um, (laughs) Okay. So at the end of the episode, these two are the first up to get married. We get our first peek of a socially distanced wedding layout, which wasn't, it was beautiful. I was very yes, impressed was. with what they managed to do. Yeah. Huh. Oh, did you notice his brother? Uh, he seems so uninterested in everything. <laughs> it's just like, 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 I'm like this is going to sound terrible, but sometimes when I look at people who act like that, I'm like, are you high? 
No, I didn't think. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. I was just like, he's just like, I don't want to be on camera, but they promised him a check. And he's just like, am I fulfilling all purposes? Because he let his friends talk and he was just there like, are we done yet? So. In the group scenes where his brother was, the camera would just like cut him out. Like he would be in the room, but not in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I think it's just that stank face he had on. They were like, oh, okay, yeah. he's not, no, we'll just leave him out. Yep. Oh. So while Clara is getting ready for the wedding, <clears throat> she mentions that her dream man is <laughs> ethnically ambiguous. Nailed it. <laughs> Good job, it. matchmakers. Good job. They got one thing right. Not the next thing, but yeah, they got it right. So they do a gift exchange. I didn't really understand. What did she give him? She gave him... Oh, yeah, I was going to ask if you knew. I was going to Google this. I forgot. She gave him her favorite tequila, and then she gave him a Smirnoff because he didn't get on one knee to ask her to marry, but he got on one knee and drank it. I know you do that like Captain Morgan, but I didn't quite get it with the Smirnoffs. Me either. I was like, is Uh that some Atlanta thing where when you drink Smirnoff, you have to get on one knee? I mean, I barely drink, so I just assumed it was one of those non-drinker things. I drink, but I had no idea what that was. I think I'm going to Google it as we speak. Smirnoff Neal. Oh, icing. Oh, my God. I feel so old and uncool. Icing is a drinking game and an internet meme popular in 2010, where one person conceals a bottle of Smirnoff ice in the place that another individual will find it. And as soon as they see it, they immediately require it to kneel and drink it. Can you imagine if someone gave that to me? I'd be like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard of this, but they had both heard of it? Or did yeah. someone have to... Okay, oh, the then. producer told them, um, you need to kneel and drink it. <laughs> okay, we learned something new. So yeah, so that's what that was. Oh, okay. I'm, glad, I'm so glad you provided an explanation. <laughs> and then he sent her over a Bluetooth speaker with a very long letter about everywhere he had used his Bluetooth speaker. And she was like in tears because like making mixtapes is something she used to do for her exes. That was, was nice. So cute. It really was. It was nice. Even though I was thinking about you, I was like, age is going to be like, I didn't think, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really sweet. And then I reminded myself that I've watched a show a time. You can have really <laughs> sweet gifts. Then you two meet each other, get each other. So that was nice. Um, hopefully it portends something good. Um, so he has this idea to do blindfolds, which I thought was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's getting ready to walk down the aisle and she starts freaking out over her hair and she hates her dress and she hates the way they did her hair and she doesn't have heels. It was very Christina reminiscent. It was, but I wasn't annoyed. You and I wasn't annoyed. No, I wasn't annoyed because I just can, for all my spiel about what they're doing, I just could see that she was so nervous. She was so, so nervous. And can imagine like wanting to make a good impression and you don't like your hair. And I'm not going to lie. I thought about that because I'm always um, I always wonder when I see a different race doing different like makeup or hair for them. So when I saw there was a black makeup artist, I was like, oh, I had the same thought, but I hope it is. But it didn't quite, you know, and she complained about the hair. So I can imagine how you want to do give a good impression, a good first impression. And you don't feel like yourself. And the hem job was bad. Like her feet were showing. So I can just imagine you're already nervous. It's high tension. And then now he's telling you, we got to put blindfold. So I, I just wasn't annoyed. It just made sense to me. 
I was immediately concerned when she was telling the hairstylist how she wanted her hair. I was like, wait, y'all don't do a test run? Everybody knows for your wedding, you do a test run of your hair and makeup Girl, to make sure you like it. Two but weeks. not on the show. <laughs> not on the show. And I didn't like the makeup either. So I agreed with her. So, yeah. Um. So they finally, you know, put on the blindfolds and walk down the aisle. And then they give us a cliffhanger of them taking off the blindfolds. But... I did think it was a nice thing, like put them on an equal playing field of like, oh, we're going to see each other for the first time and we're going to handhold first. Yes. Yes. I liked everything about it. Um, I like them as a couple. Um, I think they're going to work. The only thing is she said she wants someone who is confident, which sometimes is women always mean manly raw. And I don't know that I got that vibe from Ryan. He actually seems just a tad dorky. And she said she wanted someone, again, ethnically ambiguous and 6'1". He is far from 6'1". He might be Woody-esque. And... (laughs) (laughs) Which thing, I want someone who looks, you know, ethnically ambiguous, average height, average weight. She said average ethnicity. I wanted to be like, excuse me, ma'am, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) But overall, I like them. And the only thing I'll say is for someone who wanted flavor... And her man, I did not see no black friends on her side in the wedding. I'm I'm always, like, uh, interested in that. Um, how are you going to date outside of your race when you have no friends outside of your race? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Um, feel free to blast us in the comments if you have thoughts on our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was our introduction to the couples. Um, in between... We're just going to go over this because nothing much really happened. But it was where the couples meet. Not the couples, but like the girls meet for the first time and the guys meet for the first time. Um, That's for the first time I noticed that Paige got a dunk and I wondered if it was real. She is in Atlanta. So I don't know if it was a real butt or if it was an enhanced butt. But as time goes on, I'll be able to tell better. <laughs> um. When they first met, I think Brianna was out there. Again, this was before she loosened up, before, you know, the bachelorette party. She was just out there judging Virginia with everything she was saying and her looks. And, you know, they were talking about their fears and talking about, you know, him being a bad kisser. They were worried about, you know, someone they've dated before or they've dated someone on the groom's train. And I think all that is valid, you know, and it is Atlanta because I don't know if you guys know about the Atlanta dating scene, like especially in the black community, there's there's a lot of complaints about how there's not enough men. Um, And even the men that are there are down low. And if you don't know what down low means, it basically just means that they're bisexual, but they're not being gay or just gay. Or just gay, but still dating women and not letting the other party know. So that's something, you know, they struggle with. So, you know, Paige said, surprisingly, that she's not ready to kiss her husband at the altar. And I think Clara Clara was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I actually find that annoying. When they yeah, come yeah, on the remember show... from last year. You're like, if you're coming on the show, just kiss at the altar. Yeah, like even if it's just a peck on the, on, the, on the lips. Like, what are you talking about? And again, as when you talk about The Bachelorette, it's confusing. Like, okay, you where the spirit leads you for the honeymoon night. But see, this is what I don't like about, you know, this spiritual whatever. Like, stop. It's just like a front. Like, just do you and be you and stop worrying about how you look or how you're going to look. But... Do you really think that being a 
freak is being incompatible with, <laughs> with being a good Christian? Yeah. Really? Like, it's how, yes, because it's like it's it's not the same message. Because again, like I said, the message is supposed to be it's supposed to be a quote unquote good girl and blah blah. There's so much emphasis on let me tell you the things that trigger a lot of Christians. Sex before marriage or nudity or Cardi B or whatever, things like that. Homosexuality they, it just triggers them. Like, you know, any talk about gay couples, the LGBTQ um family. For some reason, that just triggers them to the to to the max. It just goes again. All of a sudden, everyone starts quoting the Bible, even though everyone is having sex and everyone is doing whatever they want to do, but they like to pretend like they're not. So, yeah. I guess from my view, they're not incompatible in the sense that, like, wanting to have a good sex life with your spouse is it, it, it's, it's not crazy. No, whether you're a Christian your, or not. Not with your spouse. Before marriage before marriage is all is what i'm talking about it's that's what i'm talking about like with Paige, she's saying that like she's not gonna you know kiss her husband on the cheek but then before then because which is why clara makes that comment where she's like oh i thought Paige was you know conservative but she's talking about stuff and she's like oh he can eat my butt but i'm not gonna eat his and she's like oh okay so i can see where she was coming from because before that she led with you know god parenting whatever so you would assume like oh i'm just saving myself but you are doing these things, so why are we acting like not? And you're not married, so it's just before marriage. The whole thing in the Bible and Christians believe is premarital sex. But okay. before I go off on a tangent, for the guys, um, Chris just takes the lead and thinks he's on 2020 and just keeps asking all these dumbass questions. <laughs> he asks them why he, they want to get married, and I think <laughs> that's where we find out about the three months <laughs> thing. And I'm like, this expert ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> like they just want an entertainment value and again i remember what someone said uh, on twitter once where it's like the experts are like we'll get maybe one two that maybe work and then the rest we just you know throw darts in the dark and hope good luck to you all and chris just keeps saying like i said i mentioned earlier he just came what if she's ugly what if she's ugly it depends on if she's ugly and i'm just like and then i think vincent is the one that's saying like but there's a reason that you're matched so you get to know them and you get to realize and then put your all into it. But I think a majority of them just called Chris sketchy at first meet. So, yes, <laughs> but I can't tell. But Chris is sitting there talking about honeymoon babies. And I'm like, you and your wife are really well matched. <laughs> and Chris is like, oh, yeah. I got to delete people. It's a group text yeah. appropriate. It's just so funny. Like, maybe I'm a stick in the mud, but I'm just like, you're not funny. These jokes are not funny. <laughs> But when you talk about that, that brings me back to the conversation we had last season where we were talking about Brett and people he needs to cut off. And I'm like, the minute you sign up for this process, that is when you should have cut off people, not, oh, okay, I'm getting married in two weeks, blah, 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 whatever. But I don't know if we're being set up for it to be another Amani and Woody thing because I did not have nice things to say about Woody first episode too. That is true. So we shall see. So the um the the group meets again the girls and then the guys they meet just to I guess just you know talk about the process right before they get married. They talk about being excited and being nervous. 
Paige says she's not excited, she's not nervous, she's at peace, and she even had a vision about it, and God manifested this for her. She is going to look so silly if this doesn't work out. Clara says that she bought them all lingerie. In my mind, I'm like, the producer bought them all lingerie. And one of them wasn't lingerie. It's a pair of panties from Target, and I know because I have them. I even wore them today. (laughs) I was like, well, if we're going to record, I might as well wear them. Um, They're just a pair of panties, like, from the Target. Like, that's not lingerie. I was very confused. (laughs) Virginia says that she's never owned lingerie. Again, they do these things where they present once. Again, I guess it's just human nature. We are not one thing. We're a combination of a lot of things. So you think Virginia is a party girl and she's had, she's like, I've never owned lingerie. That lingerie just seems like something you save for your husband. So. (laughs) And she goes like, she ordered some, but she's excited. I thought she was lying, but yeah. That she can't wait for it to come. Um, oh, and then someone asked a question where they said, would you rather your husband didn't drink or he's a virgin? And then a lot of them were like, oh, I'm, I'd rather he's a virgin. Like, they, if he didn't drink, what would they do? I do? This is a pet peeve of mine. I'm a drinker. But I don't like when drinkers think non-drinkers are, like, they can't function. It's almost like you can't have a social, you can't be fun if you're not drinking or if you're not. Stop making them feel bad because you feel bad if you're comfortable drinking drink away like leave people who don't drink alone like it doesn't mean anything but all of them were just like oh because if i'm drinking i don't know what he's gonna feel like i don't want to feel like how does that affect anything especially if he doesn't care so as a non-drinker for the most part who hangs out with people who drink people are very in their feelings about their drinking habits yeah and so they manifest it by like projecting onto you when you don't drink so I will go to dinner with someone and I'll be like, go ahead and have a drink. I don't care. And they're like, but you're not drinking. I'm like, but what does one have to do with the other? But I think people are always worried. Are they drinking too much? And it makes them feel better if someone's with, and I'm like, you need to work that out with yourself. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with it. I don't, that, that, you know, like I said, I just leave, drink if you want to drink and just do what you're comfortable with and don't worry about the other person. I don't want to drink alone. Watch me drink. <laughs> so... <laughs> Paige, who, again, I think this meetup is where everyone's different personality just starts coming out because Paige is like, I want them to have tests and they need to show me the test. I'm like, don't they test on the show? But That's okay. I thought too. I thought yeah. you had to do STD testing before you got, like, I hope the show is doing that so people aren't catching things. I hope so because she's like, because I don't like condoms. I'm like, oh boy. And they want kids? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, this cannot be, Okay. And then they ask what you wouldn't do, you know, sexually. Brianna's like, no handcuff. I don't want anybody handcuffing me to the bed. Paige is like, I'm not going to eat your butt, but you can eat mine. And Clara is surprised because she's like, oh, I just thought Paige was God-fearing. And I was like, you don't know. They're usually the freakiest. There's something to be said. They say that thing about Catholic girls and they say that thing about you know, quote unquote, God fearing. There's that running joke. Like if someone, the first thing someone says is I want a God fearing man, that just means, Ooh, you're going to get the freak. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. But yeah, so that was it about their meetup. It was nice. I mean, they seem to like each other. They, you know, sizing each other up literally and judging each other. I think most of it was Clara giving commentary. So, <laughs> and I will say this, I enjoy Clara's commentary. She, she's going to yeah. be our, our Greek chorus, I think for the season. Yeah. She's going to be our Armani. um so they have a bachelor and a bachelorette party which were probably some of the most boring i've ever seen on this show (laughs) chris (laughs) chris brings a doll a blow-up doll 
it was very confusing. All the guys are like, what the hell's the matter with him? Vincent is like flirting with the stripper. I didn't hold that against him. Maybe I should have. I did. I did not expect that from the personality that I thought. And it was (laughs) terrible because when the stripper was asking him, like, what if it was me? He was like, if it were you, I'll be happy. And we're like, wait, Brianna don't look like that. Okay. (laughs) Eric is once again leaning in as to his traditional and conservative self as a character trait. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got out of those bachelor and bachelor parties. Um, They were drinking a lot. Who was losing control with the girls? Who was throwing Um, up in the bathroom? Virginia. Virginia, Virginia. shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I was first of all impressed. They found strippers in a pandemic, but I shouldn't be impressed because they're looking for work. So, and again, it's Atlanta. So, and did you notice that they didn't touch the strippers at all? Unlike, like, the strippers were in a, a, I'm assuming due to the pandemic. (laughs) We hope so, but this show is not responsible. So, (laughs) we might be expecting a lot. I just noticed that when Jacob was having a conversation, there was someone, not a member of the cast, having a full-on conversation with the stripper. It was the same stripper that was talking to Vincent later. But they were just having a full-on conversation. I was like, what are they talking about? So The stock market. The UN. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Virginia did tell them, like, she does not want anybody that is bald. So, (laughs) thank God Eric has hair. And I'm hoping she said it. Uh, Chris does explain that he comes with a mannequin. Because, you know, he doesn't want to, he wants to be respectful and he's not talking to anyone just like Vincent is. He, the most that he's going to do is with a mannequin, but a blow up doll. I'm sorry. I keep saying mannequin, a blow up doll, but I just felt like he looked stupid. And basically Chris just felt like the Brett of the season. Yes. I don't think they liked him. Oh, and I do want to point out, um, I think it was Paige's friend. One of the friends was asking, what if he does not do fellatio? And... That just bothered me. Felicia was for a guy. Yeah, me too. And I was like, wait, that's not the right terminology. <laughs> that is not the right terminology. It's cunnilingus. I don't know if I'm saying cunnilingus. it right. Cunnilingus. Oh, Jesus. So I was just like, what if he does not do Felicia? What if-? And she said it more than once. And I was like, stop, girl. Just stop. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paige talking about gender roles. So the experts are on to something. Because at first she said... I have no gender roles. And then Clara interpreted it for her because she was waffling with her words. And Clara was like, she just hasn't met someone that would make her want to be submissive. But if she had a choice, that would be her first choice to be submissive. And Paige is like, yes. And I'm like, you go, Clara. That's my girl. I think Clara has a lot of emotional intelligence. Weirdly. (laughs) Why are you saying weirdly? The girl just likes to have a good time. (laughs) She has, I got this from you, frenetic energy. But it's in a good way. (laughs) Anyways, that was a yeah, that was a good episode. So, Aid, and all said and done, who has your bouquet for the week? Mm, no bouquets, I think, for this week. I really liked um, Brianna and Vincent, and I really have high hopes for Haley and Jacob. Um, and for actually, I, have, I think everybody is pretty well matched. The only ones that I'm like, you guys are doomed, is Eric and Virginia. So they'll probably be saying yes on decision day, just because I said this. So. <laughs> Good. I actually don't based and based on what the experts. I think they might have done a good job. It might go up in flames. Who knows? Um, but in terms of behavior, <laughs> experts, kudos on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your bouquet? Oh, you should know by now. It's Clara and Ryan. I Aww. just love Clara. I love her energy. I love everything. I like that she's going to be the glue for the season. 
I liked the gifts that they exchanged to each other. I like Ryan. I feel like they're going to complement each other so well. And I'm excited to see what they unfold to me. And if they disappoint me, I'm going to find them. I'm going to troll them. I'm just kidding, guys. All right. A lot of my reality shows have really been disappointing me during the pandemic. And I can't quite figure out why. But for some reason, I'm like, married at first sight. Like, I was actually excited to watch. I'm excited to see what happens. I don't well, know. Well, I... I think they're disappointing you because I think it's COVID. I, I, I've said this also, like, because people have been complaining about that. I was like, the problem is with this pandemic, everyone is trying to operate like everything is normal. It just isn't. Like, we're trying to move on and do other things. But a lot of the reality shows, like, if you talk about, like, maybe the housewives, it is affected. Because by the time you consider COVID, you're just aware of it. It's just not the same. Married at First Sight is kind of working because they're acting like it doesn't exist. And add to that, the end result of Married at First Sight, yeah, we get a drama TV show, but what we're looking for is, like, some good successful marriages, and that still seems possible. Whereas, like, a scene with more than 10 people on a Housewives show is just not possible in a pandemic. Yeah, so... And, yeah. So, yeah, anyway. I'm not expecting much. Like, they're doing the... I'm just surprised we're actually getting shows, so I'm grateful for that, but I don't expect it to be a top quality, and I don't think anyone should include anything showing during the pandemic in a grade because they're just doing the best that they can. But And I would like have... to also say I have no issues watching shows during the pandemic um, from like a moral standpoint. At the end of the day, these shows have crews. They have people who have bills to pay. And if our government is not going to help people during this time, then people are going to have to go back to work. Yeah. Um, we all have to just hope that no one dies, even though we know people will because it's unsafe for people to be doing what they're doing. But I have no moral quandary about watching these shows. Yeah, but I'm also hoping that they are going through protocol. Like, there's just a lot more testing than the average person would go through. Because another reason why some of them are so loose with it is because they tested and they're negative and they're just like, eh. So, I mean, that's the hope. So, hope Anyways, what? who has your burnt ashes? Chris for just being, <laughs> for just being himself, you know? He just came off as a real trash human, to be honest. I may be paid. I mean, even trash humans deserve happiness. Maybe Paige is without it for him, but I don't know if he needs therapy or something. He just came off so terribly. Who's your burnt ashes? Of course it's Chris. My burnt ashes goes to Chris because I don't think he knows himself. I think he came off a little lost. He came off a little disjointed and scattered. And that's because he just broke up an engagement three months ago. <laughs> Whenever you exit a relationship, regardless of whether it was mutual or it was one-sided, you still have to process it. I'm not saying there's a timeline, but to hop into marriage to someone you don't know that you don't even have the luxury of dating and given the circumstance of you met them in September, you engaged in October, you broke up in March. You need to go soul search. And then don't come in here with your bullshit and using spirituality and a pastor as a crutch. The whole thing just annoyed the crap out of me. So, yeah, he gets my burnt ashes and the suit. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A L T A R C A L L M A F S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. And drop your review. Whatever you think of us, constructive criticism, praise, we'll take it. Any platform you listen to us, we are going to be on there every week. Patrons, don't forget that you get the episode early before everybody else. Bye.
Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org.